0: Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately.
1: For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, experienced staff at local branches, and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So, whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call clickgranger.com. Or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey everybody. It's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And I can't help. I'm stuck on GCW right now. I don't know what it is. Probably because they tell some really good stories. They throw really good technical wrestling in. And a little bit of... Violence and blood. You know, typical stuff. But anyway, I went back, watched GCW, Outlaw Mud Show. They left the East Coast, basically, where they pretty much stay. They uh, do sometimes go down to Texas, I've noticed. But a lot of times, it's more East Coast, Southern. And... They're in Laramie, Wyoming. It it happened on June 19th. It's, I don't know, probably about three hours long. I'll go ahead and tell you, if you find it somewhere, it's not due to Fight TV. It's not due to wherever you found it, like YouTube or something, if you saw clips or whatever. It is their camera setup, their signal, things like that. At one point, um, it does go off, but it's only, I don't know, 30 seconds maybe, 20 seconds. So, don't blow up about it or anything like that. Ricky Morton. Yes, that Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express. Ricky Morton with Robert Gibson, you know, the rock and roll express that if you haven't seen them, you need to find clips of them. I understand that, you know, back when they were so popular, a lot of us weren't even alive. Or you were alive like at the tail end of it. This is part of your wrestling education. I love when people ask, there, there's all kinds of people on Twitter that ask these random questions all day long. Um, and I follow them for other things. And, or I know them or something like that. But they'll ask, um, who is the greatest Raw Superstar ever? And you'll get names like Bobby Lashley. Who? I mean, I've literally answered that. Who? And they'll be like, the current uh, WWE Raw Champion. And I'm like, well, that's not the real title name of that championship, but Bobby Lashley had to wait 17 years to get his title shot to actually get a title given to him because a lot of people didn't think that he could carry a brand or a company because he doesn't talk. And when you saw him his first five or six years, you can go on YouTube, there's there's all kinds of videos, he wasn't as strong as what he is now. He wasn't in good cardio shape. He didn't know professional wrestling. He had learned technical moves and stuff, but he hadn't learned, like, how to sell Or how sometimes the move, like, if you're doing an ankle log, you may only turn that foot ten degrees. But you're covering it with your hand. You've got it up against your body. No one's really paying any attention. The wrestler you're doing it to not hurt. But you then see them push away from that. And then they bring it up to where your foot normally is. And then you see them crank it. And it almost looks like they're taking it probably at a 45 degree angle. Or maybe a 60, depending on how flexible the person is. And you see the wrestler whose ankle, the commentators are saying, Oh my God, they're getting broke. Um, you know, but it immediately goes back up against their body and they're doing a 10 degree. Stuff like that. Little stuff Bobby Lashley didn't know how to do. But this guy that says Bobby Lashley. Just totally floored me. And so I'm giving him a bunch of garbage. And. Then. I see another person say it. And a guy came in after me. And was just like, how old are you? And the comeback was, oh, I'm 16. Oh, no wonder. And this guy said what I just said: you need to get a wrestling education. Bobby Lashley is nowhere near the greatest superstar ever on Raw. Are you kidding? And, I mean, he's just started naming. He's like, Raw's a billion years old. They have a billion episodes. I'm not saying go back and spend all your time working through Raw. But he said, put these wrestlers' names into the Peacock Network, and hopefully they'll have uploaded at least one of their matches. And one of the names he named was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So the kid comes back, I don't know, like five hours later, six hours later. I have completely forgot about this. Been doing something else. But because I answered in the string of stuff, Twitter sends me a notification. So... I read this kid's response. And he's like, I didn't even know this guy existed. Is he still alive? I watched, I think he watched one or two of his matches. And he said, he's pretty good. He said, but he doesn't cut very good promos. And, you know, the guy tried to explain to this kid... The promos didn't used to be scripted. You didn't used to get them uh, on Sunday, sometimes, for Monday Night Raw. You didn't get them Monday at 5 o'clock to work on them. There are literally some WWE superstars that... Do not have a green light. And they're not allowed to say whatever they want. And they are scripted from start to finish. And if they miss a word. Then their writer is throwing a fit at them. So they're like an actor. They're memorizing lines. And so I think that's why I'm so... Into GCW right now, and why I have been like I told you on yesterday's podcast, I'm an AEW marker. I love last night's show. You're getting an episode on it, but anyway, um, why I enjoyed AEW so much is because they're free flow, and so many of them have talked about laying out matches, but. So many of them have also said, you know, we have this segment where we were doing this, this, and this. And, you know, we slipped off the uh, ring apron. So instead of taking time to get back up there, we just called it during the match to segment two, which was on the floor. So they did all of segment two. And. Then they got back up in the ring. And they called let's do segment one now. You know. <laughs> <coughs> yes I'm still coughing. No I don't have COVID. So. That's one of the reasons. Why I fell in love. With AEW. Plus their storylines. I love long term storylines. That. That would take six months, a year, two years. John Moxley Kenny Omega's storyline started at all in in Chicago before they even knew they were having a company and going to be on TV. Adam Page and Kenny Omega's story actually started as friends back in Ring of Honor in New Japan. And it's just continued to AEW. When Don Callis says, I've known Kenny Omega for 15, 20 years, the Good Brothers say, we've known him for 15 or 20 years. We ran around with him all over the New Japan. And they show pictures? Those aren't Photoshop pictures. Those are serious, real life pictures of them doing their thing 15 years ago. And I think that's why I enjoy Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns so much. That they were part of the shield together. Obviously. The shield broke up when Seth turned, hit him with chairs. he became part of the authority, whereas Roman continued being a babyface. And they went their separate ways, but then they came back. And they touched or had a match or had a program. And then they went away from each other. They've even been on completely different shows. Seth used to be on Raw. And every once in a while something will intersect them and then they will go away. Same thing with Bailey and Sasha. Started in NXT. You could see that they were becoming friends on different shows with NXT, but then Sasha had the belt, Bailey wanted it. So they touched they had a program, they had a match. It was unbelievable. So, instead of just dropping it, even though Sasha was on the main roster had already been called up, they decide to have a rematch and allow them to touch again and have their lives intersect. Sasha goes up to main roster, Beta stays as NXT champion, teaches the next set of girls. But is still getting brought up. Because they know they're moving her up. Still getting brought up to Raw. Getting brought up to SmackDown. She still got a connection with Sasha. We're not seeing it though. Bailey gets pulled up to main roster. Boom. They immediately touch again. And people think. Are we going to get Sasha Bailey, 3? And no. You're seeing that they're friends. And they're almost forming their own little faction. Where they're taking up for each other. They're coming out to the ring. And having each other's backs. Then of course. That's got to go. Because we can't stay with this storyline forever. We're going to be running this storyline for 15 years so they can't stay together for long so one of them turns on the other Sasha turns boom they have a match they touch and then break away they go on maybe separate shows or they don't talk to each other because they're mad all of this and then boom they decide to bring them back together So, that's the kind of stuff, the storytelling I enjoy, is that there's a storyline running between two people, Randy Orton and John Cena. But they're having other matches, other programs, other stories, but... Every once in a while, you know, John Cena's walking down the hallway. He's getting ready to confront somebody and challenge them to a match. And out of the corner of his eye, he'll see Randy Orton and he'll stop. He's got to say something to him because they got to touch. They can't can't just walk by each other because fans would be like, who does that? No, if I see my enemy, or I see my best friend, I'm going to talk to him. That's reality. WWE has gotten away from stuff like that. So, it has helped me to watch AEW. And now, GCW. Because they tell stories like that. So... ...wrestling homework or wrestling history... ...whatever you want to call it... ...you need to go find... ...Rock and Roll Express... ...um... ...matches... ...preferably Rock and Roll Express... ...against the Midnight Express... ...Jim Cornette is the Midnight Express manager... ...and watch... ...how he is... ...as a manager... ...and it's pretty hilarious... And we don't have managers like that. I thought MVP would. But, no. Um, Tolly Blanchard has done some of the Jim Cornette shtick. Handing the loaded uh, slug to Sean Spears in his gloves. So, or see the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, I don't know that they wrestled... Many times, but you can see the Midnight Ex- or the Rock and Roll Express go up against the Rockers, and that's Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty and those matches are unreal. If you know who Ricky Morton is, even if it's just because AEW, when they did the tag team title championship presentation, They had Ricky Morton and his tag team partner, Robert Gibson, there to present the belts. And they got slammed off the stage by Santana and Ortiz. They are also the ones that, um, I think it was Santana and Ortiz again, that uh, were out there. No, it wasn't. It was the Young Bucks. And FTR disrespected him because they turned their backs to him. So Ricky Morton opens this show stating he's in his 60s now. He has a wrestling school, it is called um, School of Morton. He has a podcast, um, he has some videos up from his school. The catchphrase of his school is, come get some, S-O-M. And he comes out to celebrate with the Laramie, Wyoming crowd that today at the Outlaw Mud Show, he has now wrestled in all 50 states. Wyoming was his last state, and GCW put him on the cord and he is getting to do that. And I thought, my gosh, he's had a 40-year career, or 45-year career, and he hadn't made it to all 50 states yet. That blew my mind. Because a lot of times now, if you, you're you in wrestling three or four years, you've hit 50 states, probably. So, they allow him to leave. And on commentary, we have Joey Janela, who is still not medically cleared. And they're hoping that he will be, I think, July 24th for GCW's homecoming night one and that he will be back at AEW the first week of August so we see Gringo Loco come out now if you're familiar with him he's a third generation Lucha, Libre uh, Star, he is in MLW. He's also on the GCW circuit and a lot of the different indie shows. Pretty good wrestler. Can't make it to the top. His character's just not there. It's not believable. People. Some people connect with it. I've seen that, but overall, not really. But then I hear the music. I didn't know he was gonna be on the show. First match. I'm watching the show. I'm gonna watch every single bit of this show. I'm not fast forwarding it, I am watching every single bit of this show. Because now I realize Oh, there's gonna be people on here that I didn't know. Um uh, you see MLW's Jordan Oliver come out. I think all of you are probably getting sick of me pushing Jordan Oliver from Young, Broke, and Dumb, but, um, or from, uh, I forget his faction in MLW with Myron Reed, Injustice, that's what it is, and... He, after putting on 50 pounds during the pandemic, and I'm talking 50 pounds of muscle, he went from 170 to 220. He looks totally different in the ring. He he also had been working on his cardio and, you know, the right kinds of foods and stuff like that. So he can last longer in the ring and... The pyre moves now that he has picked up. And still kept his high flying moves. Unreal. Gringo Loco is also. Tries to high fly. And do a lot of lucha moves. And I thought this was a really good starter match. This was not a death match show. Didn't mean there weren't going to be death matches, but it wasn't billed as a death match show. Now, in a lot of the different matches, yes, there was blood spilled, or somebody took a really bad bump because they're allowed to. They put it together, and that's what comes out. Um, The next match was Chris Dickinson, who is in New Japan Strong and Ring of Honor, and he's been in, I think, three blood sports. He's Dirty Daddy. Um, He took on two Cold Scorpio. And a lot of you have probably heard of Too Cold Scorpio or have seen him in a match. These two went after each other. I was really kind of shocked at how stiff some of their stuff was. Two Cold Scorpio, to me, I did like, he wasn't playing. There was some spilt blood here. Um whether on purpose, or they bladed, or what, I, I don't really know, um, because they, like I said, they were really stiff with each other, now maybe they agreed on that, I, I really don't know, but I liked this match, it was a power match, With two bigger guys. Not necessarily 6'6 guys, but bigger guys. And it was fun watching them wrestle, get out of the ring, do something. They were talking to the fans. They were interacting with the fans, helping, having the fans help them. And they would get back in the ring and they would wrestle or they would hit each other with something. It, it was a good match that Chris Dickinson won. But the third match caught me off guard. I knew that both of them were supposed to be on this show. I just didn't look at a card. I don't even know if they put out a card. But I did not realize that they were going to be taking on each other. It was the first intergender match in Wyoming. Now that's what they said. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they said. So we got Allie Cat, Alley Cat versus Jimmy Lloyd. He came in riding a mule which the GNC crowd found extremely funny started um different chants about Jimmy on the mule and what the mule wanted to do to Jimmy because literally after he got off the mule he was gonna take it on up to ringside no I've always saw mules kind of stand and casually walk. Well, while Jimmy was on it, that's kind of what it was doing. Jimmy got his butt off of it. And that mule left. And he left pretty quickly. So, of course, they started chanting, where's the mule? Uh, This was an excellent match. I know that we talked a little bit about intergender wrestling when it was on NXT uh and then it was on AEW last night but this literally was Ali taking on Jimmy and the lengths they were allowed to go to um as far as using weapons um You don't see kendo sticks in GCW. You see light tubes. Um, You see doors. You see tables. You see glass tables, glass sheets. Um, In this match, you saw cookie sheets that you would bake cookies on. Both of them, that's how they started bleeding. Ali Ketch found cookie sheets under the ring not real sure why those would be there but proceeded to smash them in to Jimmy Lloyd's head and forehead probably a good 10 or 12 times he knocked one of them away from her but I mean you could see he was bleeding and you know how head wounds are they bleed pretty good He threw one cookie sheet clear on the other side of the ring. But the other one, he picked up and started hitting Alain Catch as pretty much as hard as he could. And she started bleeding. Her forehead looked like it had definitely been cut by the end of one of those cookie sheets. And... She was bleeding, bleeding. She kept trying to wipe the blood out of her eyes. Now, Jimmy tried to pin her a couple times, but eventually he got out. He ended up bringing in two doors. I'm talking doors like you walk in your house doors. And he put her through those and covered her, and he won, and, you know, the announcers, there were, there were fans still chanting about the mule, but, you know, the fans weren't bothered by that, they were not bothered by Jimmy making her bleed, they were not mad at her hitting him and covering him, they weren't mad about Jimmy picking her up and putting him through a door, because she had said beforehand I'm a wrestler my sex does not matter it doesn't matter whether I'm a woman wrestler or a men's wrestler she said I am a pro wrestler please treat me as such and she was looking at the fans when she said that But it was supposed to be towards Jimmy Lloyd. And I thought that's the way to do it. Now I. I was a little interested. I kind of like bull bull rope matches. Um, I'm interested. Will they still do the old tricks as far as. Basically hog tying someone. Or will they do something creative with them? And this bull bull rope match. Was between Matthew Justice. And uh, one called Manders. He came in on a horse. The horse took off like the mule did. One called Manders. Did not care. This was an interesting match. Just because. They used a lot of. Someone. Trying to slide out of the ring. And one of them. Jerking them. By the bull rope. Back. And them either running into the side of. The ring or a pole or they ran into the other wrestler who was using most of the bull rope to beat them. <coughs> excuse me. But it <coughs> excuse me. It was a very good match. I had seen one called Manders Probably two or three years ago. On uh, MLW. And I have also seen... I think on Ring of Honor. um, But I mostly see him on the independent scene. I know... uh, One of the people I know... talked to him. He just likes making his own schedule. And if he wants off... Then he takes off. But he ended up winning... That match... But I was still, I was impressed with Matthew Justice. Hadn't seen him before and um, didn't know of him. So I was a little impressed with him. Then we get what I think is a weird match. Maybe you don't. But it was Effie versus War Horse. And most of you probably listening to this do know both of them. Or at least one or the other. Warhorse is not even six feet. I would say he's like five nine, five eight. That paints his face like Ultimate Warrior. His upper body is built a lot like Ultimate Warrior. But he pulls off a lot of ultimate warrior moves but also pulls off some extremely weird moves i was expecting him at some time in this match to run around or run away and they were on cement floor no pads. And it was obvious when they would get out of the ring. You saw it. Um, and I don't remember what match it is. I'm sorry. And I didn't write it down. But both wrestlers slipped at one time due to their bleeding on the concrete floor. And so when they were taking bumps on that, they. People call wrestling fake. It's predetermined. Uh, When you take a bump on cement floor, it hurts. That part you can't fake. Effie um, is really gaining popularity. Interesting character. And very flamboyant. I just can't get into his wrestling style. I would I would like to get behind him, especially if he got into a story with another wrestler that I liked so that I could enjoy both sides. But his wrestling, and I don't know what it is, so you guys who have watched a lot of Effie, write me and tell me what it is because he doesn't fly around that much he's just now getting into like death matches so hitting people with stuff he's learning he's technical Um, he knows how to wrestle and stuff he when he speaks I feel like he cuts a decent promo I just, I don't know whether it's his transitions or I've now seen him probably five or six times since WrestleMania week in Tampa. And I think it's because he's used a different style every time. And I really respect people that can do that and I talk them up. But I think because he's new to me, um, that that my brain can't compute. Uh, It wants to put Effie in a box. that He's a technical wrestler or whatever. And then when I see him, you know, two matches later, he's in a death match beating somebody with a, a light tube and a door and chairs and and then so i'm like wanting to put him in a death match box and then the next match he's offline all over the place i think that's what it is effie did end up winning um i was shocked that he was in a match with warhorse they are on two different levels and i just really didn't think that they meshed very well Then you got to see a barbed wire match. Uh, There were tables put in four corners of the ring that had barbed wire on them. But they also just had pieces of barbed wire thrown around the ring. And then there were pieces of it outside the ring. But I got to see AJ Gray. And I hadn't seen him wrestle in, I don't know, about two months, three months. He is an up-and-comer. I look for someone to pick him up very soon. Um, if they don't do it before the end of the summer, I will be very disappointed. He He's a stud and a half. Uh, he took on Oren Vet, and this wasn't... Yes, Oren had a comeback, but... This wasn't even a contest. Uh, It was to show AJ Gray off. And, I mean, he really made it happen. He got the crowd involved. The crowd was behind him. Even when he was doing some stuff that probably a heel or a babyface wouldn't do. But they, they put on a match. And then next... Was Ricky Morton. And. I was T. Totally shocked. I knew. I think he's 64 years old. I knew he was going to have a match. I did not realize. That. I can't remember his nickname. It's. Uh, uh, something Saint. But it was Atticus Coger, who's I think 21, Um 20, 21, 22, around that age, coming out wearing his double horns, and he got in the ring, and before the ring bell even rang, Atticus was on Ricky Morton. Faster than he could blink his eyes. And basically what they were showing. Was Atticus is this. Young guy. That. Is popping up on the scene. He doesn't care who you are. How old you are. Whether you're a legend or an up and comer. He's going to beat you down. Down. And as well as I thought he looked in Tournament of Survival 666, especially against Vega, my God, he looked good against Ricky Morton. When Ricky Morton made his comeback, he sold so well for Ricky Morton. Um, I'm sure Ricky helped put the match together. Because it flowed, it was smooth, you understood the storyline. Flipping each other off and everything. Cogar attacks. I don't know any other word to use. Attacks Ricky Morton and is beating him senseless. Joey Janela leaves the commentator booth or the announcer's table, whatever you want to call it, and saves Ricky Morton and tries to make Coger quit. And then he challenged Coger to take on someone that was just as mean and was just as much of a bad boy as what he was. And so, Coger said yes. They were going to ask Brent, the owner, or Brett, the owner of GCW, and they're going to do it at GCW Mm -hmm. July 24th or 25th at their homecoming. I look forward to that. Cogar, Janella, it is going to be one banger of a match. Then we got a bunkhouse brawl match. Now, of course, I kind of had heard of this. I know that they used to do them in, I guess it was called the Southwest Wrestling Territory. And then they also did them, I don't remember what territory um, the Von Ericks ran, but they did them there also. I know Dusty Rhodes was part of them, but I really hadn't seen one, I didn't think. They had this. For the GCW World Championship, Mance Warner took on Nick Gage. Mance Warner I have seen for years. I think he's an excellent wrestler. He put on a show and a half the night that Outlaw Mud Show was shown. But I am challenging, I'm challenging any wrestler, I I really am, I'm challenging any wrestler to watch Nick Gage, and I'm not even saying you have to watch the Outlaw Mud Show, because it's been going on for about two years, pick a GCW show that he's on, And tell me, any wrestler, you tell me that you get the fan reaction that Nick Gage does. It's unreal. There were fans getting out of their seats to chest bump him. Or to rub his head. One guy got up and smacked him dead in the face. And Nick Gage shoved him. And he was yelling, yeah! They chant the name of his faction, which is MDK. Murder, Death, Kill. If you haven't figured it out, he's a heel. But he might as well be a babyface. The way the crowd goes wild. Um, It was just... Unbelievable. They started off a little bit in the ring. Because as Nick Gage was getting in the ring, Mance Warner immediately attacked him. They got out of the ring because Nick Gage pretty quickly usually likes to get out of the ring and play. And play he did... He got a fan who was wearing an MDK shirt to pick up his folding chair, and he showed him how to hold it, proceeded to go get Mance Warner, and as the fan held the chair exactly like Nick Gage wanted him to, he slammed Mance Warner into him. And I thought that poor fan was going to fall down. I don't think he expected to get full force Mance Horner knocking into him. On the other side, about an aisle back, a guy pops up and he's got a chair. People now are leaving that section to go watch from other places. They're not wanting to get a part of this. But a fan holds up his chair, and he says, Me too, me too. So Nick Gage, Mance Warner's laying in the floor. Nick Gage goes over and shows that fan <clears throat> also how to hold the chair. Again, slams Mance Warner into the chair that the fan is holding. And that fan had probably... 15 people at least, taping it on their cell phones, cheering him. He almost dropped the chair before Mance got there because he was cheering. And Nick Gage told him, put both hands on that chair. Warner got up after that chair shot. And he ended up... They had a little concession stand set up in the back corner. And he threw an gauge into the con- concession stand. Um, it looked like hot dogs were going everywhere. I knew there was popcorn, and it was going everywhere. And... Nick Gage wasn't real excited about that, so Gage grabbed Warner, hit him with a couple elbows, a European uppercut, and then slammed his head into his knee, and then proceeded to put him through the concession stand table. So, I'm really hoping that they weren't planning on selling anything else, since this was the main event last match I'm sure they were probably cleaning up they showed it on replay Ricky Morton was actually with the fans that were gathered around the concession stand area and he was watching and had the biggest smile on his face and as they moved to get back in the ring, <coughs> excuse me, you saw Ricky Morton follow the crowd. I thought that was neat. I thought he is wrestling in his 50th state. He's 64 years old. He has his own wrestling school. He's a Hall of Famer, he's a legend. But he's out here literally following the action. Going from one section to another to watch this match. So both end up getting in the ring. Warner finds uh, pliers and cuts barbed wire off one of the tables <coughs> excuse me to hit Nick in the head with this barbed wire. He wrapped it around his fist and and did that. Then Mance rolls out of the ring and he gets a chair that he had put underneath the ring. The announcer said well, I should have showing you Janella said that was his chair. And what he had done was taken thumbtacks and glued them onto this chair. All over it. And so he gets back in the ring, getting ready to hit Nick Gage over the head with this thumb chair and Nick pops up, surprises him, hops off kicks, and takes the chair away from him and proceeds to hit him with his own chair, obviously cutting him open, because he hit him with his chair like three or four times. And a chair In every match that I've seen Nick Gage wrestle in, he uses it. But it's not a weapon he likes. It's, you know, it's a chair. So he tossed it and proceeded to yell for his pizza cutter. And that's what he's known for. He has a pizza cutter, the round ones that you roll On the pizza. And he gets his pizza cutter. And takes him to one side of the ring. And rolls that back and forth on Mance Warner's forehead. I don't know, about three or four times. Picks him up. Kicks him again. Takes him to the other side of the ring. So those fans can see. And rolls the pizza cutter again. Mance Warner... Is losing blood like crazy. And I do mean like crazy. Worse than anyone I I've saw on this show. But it was pretty bad. He he was soaked in it and there was a barbed wire door. That was set up in one of the corners. And Nick. Suplexed him. Through this barbed wire door. Then. There's another door. He. Warner is basically. Out of it. Because he's been. Suplexed through this door and his forehead is cut to pieces he's trying to take his shirt and wipe off the blood but his shirt is so bloody it's not really helping after Nick gets set up with another door being held up by, by, uh, I believe it was chairs, he hollers, I think his name is Dewey, I never can hear them pronounce it, but it's his helper that walks down with him, and he threw him lighter fluid, and Joey Janela, about lost it he was like there's no way he is putting that on the door oh yeah he took off the lid of the lighter fluid and dumped the whole entire bottle on the door then somebody handed him a lighter or a match i couldn't really see He struck it, and he flipped it on the door, and that door just went up. I mean, it was like, you could hear it. He picks Mance Warner up, hits him with Iron Anderson's Spinebuster, through the door that is lit on fire, gets up, Pulls Mance up and as he does he smacks his arm where it looks like part of his his shirt had gotten caught on fire and he hits him in that mess of a barbed wire door that was on fire he hits a pile driver after the pile driver he decides well I've put on enough of a show. I'm tired. The fans are probably tired. Let's end this. I'll pin him. And so he pins him, and of course he keeps his championship. Mance Warner looks like death. I know he's a good seller. I've seen him in other matches. But he did look like he was in some serious pain taking a spine buster, taking a power driver, through a fire door, uh, and then getting that pizza cutter ran on him not once, but twice. Usually Gage has some sympathy and will only do it on one side of the ring and he does it about three times or four times. But he took him to the other side of the ring. And did it some more. So I. I did. Kind of felt. A little sorry. For Manswarner. Um, it. I thought was pretty exciting. And. I. I literally was. Ready. To. Watch their next show. Um, I have to look it up to see what their next show was, because I I don't know whether they ran another one that weekend, Uh, they were talking about going down to Texas, so I'm assuming the next week's show, because this was June 19th, so like the 26th, 27th, 28th, somewhere around there they have a show, and I've got to find it, find out what the name of it is and everything, because... I'm sure it's just going to be crazy. So, I don't know if you guys like these episodes, whether you skip them. Let me know. I'm going to continue watching GCW. I'm going to continue watching Bloodsport. I kind of get into it. It's different. And I'm seeing these new stars like Koger and Jordan Oliver and Calvin Tankman and uh, Chris Dickinson that are on TV, they're on Major League Wrestling, they're on NWA, they're on Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling or New Japan Strong. But they're also interested in these death matches and they want contracts where they're allowed to go do them. And so seeing some of these young stars and the things that they're coming up with, they're watching Gage. He is a visionary of death matches. He's the king of death matches because they chant king at him. Some of these younger guys are seeing what he's coming up with and trying to one-up it or at least duplicate it. And it's been interesting so i suggest like i said this was three hours long it had an intermission that was i think 15 minutes enough time for you to go fix something to eat or if you're you know if you're at a sports bar that's showing it you know to order food and goof around with all your friends and stuff like that but if you're watching it at someone's house or at your house it's $13.99 it's three hours long that's $4 an hour that's not bad at all so I really do hope you guys give GCW a chance I think and Brett will hate me for saying this but I truly think if you want to take a chance on it, just wait the two weeks and pick up, it's going to be in a bundle, It's probably already is, uh, go to Fight TV, you want to pick up the bundle so that you get both nights, I don't know how much it is, but you want night one, night two, GCW Homecoming, what you want to look up on Fight TV. Um, For you guys that are in Europe, and I know there's at least one person that listens in India. And I'm trying to think there's another person that listens out of country. Guys, I can't help you. I know Fight TV sometimes is available in England and Finland because I've heard from people from both those countries. Um, for those that live in India, that you're listening to this on Ghana, or on, I think one guy told me he was listening to it on Overcast, I honestly don't know where it's shown in India. I'll try to look it up and maybe report back or Twitter it out or something. So speaking of Twitter, I you can get a hold of me. I'm pro-overtime. That's two O's. Pro-overtime. Yes, DM, PMs, whatever you call them, are open. Instagram pro wrestling over time yes the messages are open um please if you're another podcast don't send me your youtube clips um unless you're wanting me to help you be on your show And by help, I mean critique or give you some kind of answers. You tried out a new segment. You want to know if it works or something like that. I don't care to help out other podcasters or YouTubers at all. If you're wanting me to be on your show, I don't care to watch it. That's not a problem. We just need to find a date and time and an event and everything that we're or a topic that we're going to talk about. No problem. Do not, on Instagram, go to my messages and send me every show that you have on YouTube. I'm not going to watch 20 shows. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to watch 50. I've got one guy who I'm about ready to block, he's on restrict already, that he sends me two shows every day, and the thing is, they aren't current shows, I can't even watch them to get like the news, or anything like that, because he's not sending me current shows, he's sending me shows from like two or three weeks ago. I guess he's hoping I'll go to YouTube and watch the current shows. I don't have time. And I'm just being very honest with you guys. I have four different podcasts with stuff that I watch. I'm a sports fanatic. I have told you guys I am a Florida Gators fan. I do everything within my pyre. To make sure I am completely up to date on WWE, NXT, MLW, NWA, AEW, and Impact Wrestling. Oh, and then on Friday nights, uh, New Japan Strong. Yes, I watched SmackDown. I said WWE. <coughs> so, those seven promotions, I try my best to watch them same night, if not next day. Stuff like GCW, CCW, um, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Championship Wrestling from Memphis. Um, Appalachian Championship Wrestling. Uh, AAC Wrestling. I'm trying to think. Who else? I pick them up as I can. They're on my to-do list. My secondary to-do list. That when I have time. I need to watch something. I pick it up. I do an episode like I just did for you. Hopefully, you like them. If you don't, please write me and tell me. Like I said, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Twitter. My email is pro O T at gmail.com. If you don't like them, that's fine with me. If the majority of you guys say we don't want to hear about GCW, I'll put them in news and rumors, or I'll just talk about their big shows, and that's fine. Um it's new skin off my back. I'm still going to watch them. I just won't share them with you. So, um, let me know about that. That's the reason why I was giving you my Twitter, uh, Instagram, all oh, Facebook. I created a page because... I don't remember, there were like two or three of you, which I kind of suspected that you're friends, but anyway, you guys emailed me and said, we don't do Twitter, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, you can just always email me, and they were like, are you not on Facebook? I was like, not Pro Wrestling Overtime. And they were like, well, just give us your name. Give us your personal Facebook. Um, no. I don't know you. It's pretty easy to figure out who I am. Uh, Quite a few of my friends have found out. (laughs) But I went ahead. I created a page. It's Pro Wrestling Overtime. I put a message button on there. When you click it, it will take you to Facebook Messenger and it works just like normal Messenger. You'll be talking to pro wrestling over time, which more than likely will be me. And I will talk to you in live time. If I'm available, I'm not in a meeting, I'm not taping a podcast, I'm not um, doing something. However, guys, I do have to get work done. So, just want to warn you a little bit about that. And I do spend time with my family and friends and stuff like that. If I'm busy doing something like that, or I'm sleeping. Who knows when that will happen. But anyway. Or I'm sleeping. Then I will talk to you as soon as I can. So there's all kinds of ways you can reach me. To tell me whether you like these episodes. About their shows and what's going on. So just let me know what you guys think. I really look forward to hearing from you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. And hopefully...
0: Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches.